Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I'm back better than ever. This is Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about giving with the right attitudes. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles. As always, take some notes. I've got some good informative things to share with you. As always, we want to start with a scripture And in 2 Corinthians, I want you to turn there, if you can, chapter 8, verse number 5. This is a tremendous passage of scripture. And we want to really talk about money as it relates to giving with the right attitudes. And we know money is a taboo subject, but people are getting up right now all around the country as I do this show, and they are going to work. Many are going to a job that they don't like, and then they'll leave that job and go to another job and another job. And people are working double time, triple time, all the time, as it relates to money, because we need money and God knows we need money. And so when we talk about giving, we think of something that is not going to come back to us, but we don't see this as an investment of something that will come back. And so we think we're losing. We think we're not gaining. So we have to have Christians that is the right attitude and the right motivation because God builds within this sowing and reaping. And so if you and I are going to get on top as it relates to our finances and God wants to make us wealthy, there's just no two ways about that. We have to have the right attitude. So it is my prayer today that I will convince you that maybe all you need to do is adjust your attitude as it relates to giving. And you'll hear this throughout the show. We like to receive, but we can't receive if we don't give. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5, you should be there by now. Notice what this scripture says. And this they did not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. I want you to read that again. I want you to hear it as I'm reading it. And this they did not as we hoped, but first gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. When I read this verse of scripture, it really challenged me and it helped me with some things because the scripture is very clear that this was not something that the apostles thought that these people in Corinth would do, but they gave themselves first to God. Here's my first question. Have you really, I mean really, given yourself first to God? If you haven't, one of the reasons why giving doesn't work for you. And I hear people saying all the time, giving just doesn't work. I give and I give and I give and I never get anything back. And here's a secret here that I want you to see. We must, you and I, must give ourselves to God first before money. 
before you give your talent, your this, your that, we must give ourselves over to the Lord first. I believe the scripture talks about that we must present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable acts of service. So it is very reasonable for you to give yourself over to God. But that's not all this text says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5. And unto us by the will of God. The first thing, I'm giving myself over to the Lord so that he can use me and channel through me heaven's best. But I've got to also give myself over to whoever it is God has put in my life, a pastor, a leader, whether it be a mentor or a teacher, whatever God has placed in your life, you can't get there on your own. Yes, God is there. But one thing I love about God, he does his best work through people. And there is somebody I'm assigned to to serve and to hear and to grow from because the word of the Lord is placed in men and women of God. So have you given yourself over to that particular person? See, when we are serving people, we're doing it as unto the Lord. And sometimes when we hear a preacher or a pastor talk about giving, our mindset is carnal. We think that man wants our money. We think he's trying to rip us off. But the reality is nobody can take nothing from you that you're not willing to give. Nobody put a gun to your head and told you to give $500 or $5,000 or even $10. You have to be willing to do this. This is something that has got to get in your heart. And the reality is when we talk about giving with the right attitudes, we're talking about a hard thing now. So we got to have God get in our heart and help us to understand what he's talking about. I love this, that they gave themselves first, not second, not third, not fourth. They gave themselves first to God. And when you give yourself to God, he'll begin to teach you and help you and give you revelation and insight. Watch this and wisdom about what he's trying to do in your life. Some of us don't even know what God is trying to do, but I want to encourage you today. I want to give you some encouragement and some divine counsel. You must give yourself over to the Lord. And after you do that, God will then tell you who to connect to. When you connect to that person, you're giving yourself over to them so that they can teach you so that they can instruct you, so that they can help you and push you and correct you and even rebuke you. Yes, even rebuke you because God chastens whom he loves and God uses delegated authority to do that. All authority is divinely given by God, the Bible says. So we have to really get some divine insight when we talk about this. Now, let me give you a definition of attitude. Maybe this will help you. A settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. So I don't want you to miss this. When we talk about attitude, it's a settled way of thinking. In other words, I have settled in my mindset to think a certain way about a person or about a situation. So here's my question. Have you settled in your mind this war about giving, about money, about when God is asking you to do something? If you haven't done that, that's where the enemy wages the greatest war 
in our mindset. We've got to become settled in our mind about God, the fact that he loves us, the fact that he wants to bless us, the fact that he wants to do more through us, the fact that he wants us to be connected to a church or a ministry so that we can do his will on the earth. But until we get our mindset right, this giving thing is going to haunt us. We're going to constantly have an attitude anytime somebody is asking us to give something. See, many times we're willing to give up our time and talent, but money, mm -mm. don't ask me to get no money now. All right, preacher, you don't go on too far. See, God uses people to reveal what's inside of you. And and it and, and you you know I, I've been pastoring for a while now. And as soon as we start talking about money or it's time to give, it's time to sow, you can just I can just pan the audience and I can see crazy looks, people looking up at the sky, looking at the wall, they get busy, start looking at their phone, they want to go to the restroom. I mean, it is demonic how the enemy has poisoned us when it's time to give. But catch this. These same people are upset about the fact, why are they not receiving? But again, you can't receive if you don't give. So I want to give you four things that I want you to consider on this show today and even after the show about what we're talking about as it relates to giving with the right attitude. Here's point number one. We've got to give willingly. Write that down. Give willingly. If you're not willing to give, then don't give at all. Don't ever give because you feel pressured. Somebody pushing you, somebody promising you something. And I've seen this in church. See, that's one of the bad things that we've got to correct even as pastors. It's one thing if God is giving you a prophetic word, but if he's not giving you a word for an individual, don't try to take something from them through being crafty with your words. Let the word of God speak and allow the people to make a decision about what they want to do. Because if they don't want to give, they're not going to receive anyway. They could give $5, but it would have been better for them to go to McDonald's and get them a Happy Meal because that's something they wanted to do. And this is what I don't think we understand. God will never violate your will as it relates to giving because he's giving you a free will. So if you don't want to give, you're not going to go to hell. If you don't want to give, you're still going to heaven. The problem is you're just not going to experience no blessings here on the planet. Because God is never going to bless you until you get solely convinced and settled in your mind that giving is the way to receiving. This is what I'm trying to get you to see today. We've got to make an adjustment. This is not about the church you go to. This is not about the pastor or the minister or the television evangelist or what's going on in the rumor mill about money and prosperity and the prosperity gospel and all of that. I want you to get that out of your mind and hear God today. God is saying to you, you, whenever you give, I want you to give willingly. I want to do it. Watch this. Because I love God. I want to do it because I understand what God is doing in my life. I understand what he's doing in my heart. I understand the ways and the roads to prosperity. We've got a lot of ignorant people in the body of Christ. And here's what ignorant means. It means that not that we don't know, 
We choose to ignore things that we see. We see it, we hear it, but we choose to ignore it. That's what ignorance is. When I see something, I choose not to believe it. I choose to ignore it. I choose to not uh, see what's in front of my face. So we've got to give willingly. Write that down again. Give willingly. Notice what 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 12 says. And all of my verses of scripture is going to come from 2 Corinthians. Notice what it says. For if the willingness is there, your gift is acceptable according to what you have, not according to what you don't have. I like that. Notice what it says. If the willingness is there, if it is, catch this, your gift is acceptable to God. So if I'm willing to give $10,000, God says, I gladly receive it. If I'm willing to give $5, God says, I'm willing, I'm going to accept it. But if you're not willing, God says, I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to receive it. Now notice what it also says. This is according to what you have, not what you don't have. God knows what you got. If God is asking you for $10,000, he knows you have it. If he's asking you for $5, he knows you have it. We give in proportion to how God has blessed us and what we're willing to give from our heart. This is all about you, not about somebody else. This is not a game. This is not a contest. God receives you where you are, but you must be willing to do it based on what you have, not what you don't have. I pray you getting free today. I pray you really hear what I'm saying to you today because we get very frustrated and upset and start beating up ourselves in church because we don't have it. And God, he's not concerned about that. He says, give what you do have. The Bible talks about the woman gave more than they all did. She gave the widow's might because she gave all she had. And God commended her. And there were people who probably gave a whole lot more, but God didn't speak about them. He spoke about her. So that ought to prove to you, God is more concerned about your willingness to do what you have. Watch this. And when you do, God will multiply it over and over again. Point number two, give joyfully. That's different than willing. Willingness says, again, I want to do it. Joyful says, I got an attitude. I'm going to give with a smile on my face. I'm not going to be looking all up in the sky. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be mean mugging the preacher, mean mugging people in the church, uh, mean mugging whoever. I got a smile on my face. Remember now when we talk about attitude, we're talking about a heart matter. And so when our heart is not right, we can't give with joy. Notice what the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7. You heard this before, the latter clause, for God loves a cheerful giver. You've heard that a thousand and one times if you've been in church any length of time, but there's revelation in that. God says, I love a cheerful giver which means I don't love someone who doesn't give cheerfully as it relates to giving. Yes, God loves us, we know, but he does not love the fact that we give with a hard heart or we give with a bad attitude or we give being angry. I tell people all the time, keep your money if you can't give cheerfully because you're not going to receive. 
See, we got to understand when we're giving and making an investment, God looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward. But God says, no, I'm looking at your motivation. I'm looking at, do you really love me? Do you really love the will of God? Do you really see what I'm trying to do in my life? Watch this. You ought to be more happy to give than you are to receive. I believe the scripture talks about that. It's more blessed to give than it could ever be to receive. Now, that's a mindset that the Holy Spirit has got to give you. He's got to work that, massage that into your heart, into your mindset. Because on the surface, this is hard to understand. But when God starts working with us, when we give ourselves over to him, like I said to you earlier in the show, God will begin to work with you one-on-one and help you to see what I'm trying to do. I pray that I'm helping you today. I believe I am. Point number three, give generously. That's how you get a right attitude. Give generously. This is point number three. Notice what the scripture says in 2 Corinthians verses 8 or chapter 8, I should say. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 3 and 4. They gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service. Man, that is so powerful that these people in Corinth, they were so convinced of this giving message because they gave themselves over to God. They gave as much as they were able, watch this, and then they went beyond that. These people were not rich. One would say would be considered poor not having. But I'm going to tell you something, man. When God's grace of giving gets on you, you just don't give. You give beyond what you are able to do. It's a grace thing. Lord, give us the grace even now to start giving. Put that grace anointing on us and teach us through this grace the power of giving. Notice the scripture goes on to say entirely on their own. I love that that nobody made them do it. Put a gun to their head. Try to trick them. Give them a prophecy. If you give, you're going to get 5,000 back tomorrow. If you give, uh, two years later, you're going to be a millionaire. No, no, no. No trickery here. No deception. They did it on their own. Nobody coached them up. The Bible didn't say that they had a prayer meeting, had a counseling session with the pastor. No, these people were convinced. They urgently pleaded for the privilege of sharing in this service. When was the last church service you was in where the pastor had to get up and stop the people from giving? I will tell you, I have been in one of those services. I've been in one of those services where people just kept giving and giving and giving. And I was just sitting there like, wow, is this real? And giving. And the preacher had to get up and stop the people from giving and they wouldn't stop. They kept giving and giving. It was such an atmosphere of the power of giving that I'm telling you, it was so much money that came in for the kingdom of God. No begging, no trickery, no deception, no nothing. Just people wanting to give. Saints, this is what we're missing in our lives. We got to want to do this. We got to give generously. And watch this. Give on your level. Give where you are, not where somebody else is. Give where you are. And when you give generously where you are, 
you can't help but to receive because we know that God's word is true. We know he going to back it up. We know he's going to do what he said, but we've got to start having the right attitude. Here's my last point. We've got to give expectantly. I gave this as the last point because I think this is important because people give and they don't expect to receive. I don't know why. If they don't think that God wants to give them anything, I don't know what their theology is behind this. But I want to tell you something. When you give, you have to expect to receive. Give with an attitude that I'm going to receive. Now, I've already given you three other reasons why you should give. So you need to add this fourth one to your list. Give with some expectation that you're earnestly expecting God to do what he said he would do. You on tiptoe in anticipation with full of hope and faith that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt because God can't lie that when I give, this thing is going to be multiplied back to me over and over again because I'm getting involved in the principles of reciprocity. I'm getting involved in divine law. I'm getting involved with divine mind. I'm getting involved with divine principles. And God is a God of principles. That means if you get involved in it, it'll work for you. But if you don't get involved in it, it won't work for you. Here's what the scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Did you get that? If you sow little, you get little back. And whoever sows generously will reap generously. So you understand that. Who's ever going to sow generously or a lot, they're going to receive a lot. Now catch this. Knowing this, this is how you make an adjustment in your giving. If you believe God's word, if you give expectantly, people, I know people who've been saved for years and years and they keep giving the same old $5 bill, the same old $10 bill, the same old $1 bill. They never graduate. And it grieves the Holy Spirit because they're not growing. You cannot grow in God and your money not change and your giving not change. It's impossible. It won't work. And so you need to learn how to give with some expectation, even in the natural. You're working with a financial person. They're saying to you, now, listen, you want to be a millionaire by the time you're 60. You can't keep giving $20. You're going to have to up this. You have to start giving two, three hundred dollars a month. Why? Because you got to play catch up. So some of us have got to start playing catch up. We got to learn how as God is prospering us, we can't do what we did at the lower level. We can't do what we did two years ago. You getting raises and promotions on your job. You can't keep giving the same $50 in the offering plate. You got to up your game because God says, I know I blessed you. It's after the blessing. What are you going to do after God blesses you? Not before. It's as he is after God blesses us and increases us. That's when he watches us the more and see if we're growing in wisdom and management. And are we doing what we're supposed to be doing with what we have? We want to graduate. These are what I call money tests. They're tests. See, poverty is just a season. It is not lifestyle. So God's not calling you to be poor. No, that's something you said to yourself. God is not giving you a vow of poverty where you're the only one on the planet got to live from hand to mouth, living under a bridge. No, that's something you chose to do because God is a rich God and it's a sorry God that wants you poor. 
So that's not God. That's something the enemy has told you. Some, maybe some preacher told you that was ignorant, that didn't know the word of God. But hear this today. God wants to make you wealthy. God wants to make you rich. You got a divine inheritance, man. This is what God wants to do in your life. So you have to give with some expectation. So do you want a gross blessing or a net blessing? Well, I want a gross one. So I got to start giving. I got to start giving, being led by the spirit, my tithe, my offering, get the right mindset about this, adjust my thinking, get settled in some things. Watch this. I need God to heal my heart. So when people are asking for money, I'm ready to do it. See, that's the issue. We got a heart problem because maybe we've been taken advantage of. And I get that. I hear that. You've been taken advantage of. Maybe somebody told you something that was wrong and all they were after were your money. I get that. I realize that people hustle folks in church. I get that. But what I want you to do is to allow God to heal your heart and educate you through the word of God. Because when God heals your heart and educates you through the word of God, he's got something on the other side of this for you. He wants you to get back in the race. And I always give this natural example. If you had a bad haircut before, or ladies, you had a bad, you went to the salon and they did your hair bad. Did you stop going to get your hair done? Now, you may have stopped going to that person, but what did you do? You found somebody else. I've had a couple bad haircuts when I first moved here to Raleigh. I said, man, y'all can't even do a taper in this town when I first came here. But then I finally found somebody else who could give me the haircut that I was used to getting. Had I stopped, I'd have been in a bad place. So let's not stop on God. You know what resiliency is. There's good and bad in everything in life. There's good doctors. There's bad doctors. There's good dentists. There's bad dentists. There's good barbers. Bad barbers. There's good nail techs. There's bad nail techs. There's good teachers. Bad teachers. Good coaches. Bad. There's good and bad in every situation. But when you get bad, you shouldn't just stop and say, well, I'm just not going to go to the dentist and get my teeth fixed. Because I trust me, when that pain hits your mouth again, you're going to make a move and find somebody who can help you. And God is saying, OK, you went to some bad churches, but let me lead you this time. Let me lead you to a pastor, to a church that can build you and grow you. There's good pastors out here. There's good leaders out here. And then there are bad ones. I can attest to that. I know some of them. They don't really love God's people. They really don't care. But I'm saying to you today that we've got to adjust ourselves as it relates to giving with the right attitudes. So I want you to give willingly. I want you to give joyfully. I want you to give generously. And then I want you to give expectantly. I'm expecting God to do some things in my life. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you today for my brother, my sister, for this listener that is listening today. I'm praying today and I'm asking you to heal their heart. Get in there and dig up and dig out the weeds of bitterness, unforgiving spirit, maybe things that they're holding on to. I pray that you would set them free by the power of God today, that you would lay hands upon them and release that fresh oil over their life, that they will begin to burst open and they will begin to have the willingness to do of your good pleasure. I 
I believe God, they love you, but they just need to make some changes in their life that will move them to the next level. I pray for everything around them, their husband, their wives, their kids, their job, begin to explode some things in their life. And I pray for their stewardship of giving. That father, when they start giving and receiving, that every dollar that comes into their home, they will ask you, Lord, what should I do? And father, you will tell them and instruct them on what they should do. I believe that they're living in their best season right now. And it may be bad, but Father, I thank you that they're going to make some adjustments and they're going to see themselves out in their thought life today. And I pray that they're going to put these things to practice. We give you praise, God, and we give you glory for the testimonies that will come in, the testimonies, the things that will happen in their life that they will be amazed by as they begin to make some adjustments in their giving. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray that this show was a blessing to you. And if it was, I want you to send me an email today at info at thomasadeloach.com. Listen, I have a website. I want you to go there, thomasadeloach.com. When you go there, there is a subscriber box right there on the homepage. I want you to put your email in there and click the send button. And I'm going to send you a free PDF and you will be on my newsletter list that I'm sending out once a month to empower you. I want you to do that today. Also, scroll down almost to the bottom of the screen on that homepage, thomasadeloach.com. I'm looking for financial partners. This is one of the best ways to begin to put into practice giving with the right attitudes. You can give to this show. You can help me spread the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ right there. If you go there on that homepage, click that donation tab and give and put into practice what we talked about. Give willingly, joyfully, generously, and expectantly. No dollar amount is too big or too small. And what you give helps me to empower other people. And finally, I want you to share this show with somebody. If this blessed you, send it to your mom, your dad, your coworker, another brother or sister. Send it to them and let them listen to it because maybe you know they're struggling in this area. But I want you to give it to them and trust that God will use this message to begin to birth a revival of giving because we have got to give so souls can be saved. So we need all the money we can have come into the kingdom of God so we can fund this end time revival. Listen, I'm praying for you always, believing God's best for you. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired and encouraged, please send me a praise report prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.